0: And so they take the babies and they put them online so people can pay for them essentially the same price as a ticket to go shoot them because they don't want to hold on to inventory. So we got him when he was three months.
1: the podcast about ferrets and other exotic pets. Today we're talking about equines, so horses, donkeys, zebras, and a wonderful charity that is helping to rescue these guys. This episode was a real eye-opener for me. I didn't know that most of this stuff is going on in the equine world. Um, Please enjoy. She really deserves all the attention she can get.
0: Uh, my name is Talia Fisher. I'm from Bakersfield, California, and I run a nonprofit horse rescue organization called All Seated in a Barn.
2: Hmm. Um, and what got you started doing this?
0: Um, actually, it was a donkey, funny enough. And growing up, I always knew that horses obviously were exported for slaughter, that they were slaughtered in the United States. Um, and there was a lot of neglect that goes on in the horse industry, but it wasn't until this one donkey that my sister happened to see online that was shipping the next day to slaughter, um, that I really got into it and started getting extremely passionate about helping the animals. And so that's lovely cabbage. Um, (laughs) and so my, my dog is being inappropriate. Um, and so uh, my sister and I were actually watching The Bachelor, and the, she showed me this picture. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what would I do with a donkey? I've never even met a donkey before. Like I've only ever been around horses. And a couple glasses of wine later, and the donkey was mine. <laughs> I saved the donkey. And it wasn't until I met him and everybody was like coming over. And he's so much personality and he's so much just life coming out of him that it was pretty much the inspiration to start helping more like him, both horses and donkeys, um, to give them a safety line. Mm.
2: So you already had a place with horses in it before that donkey? I had
0: at the time. Yes. This is about four years ago. Mm -hmm. I had two of my own personal horses. And, um, so he was my first donkey and turned donkey turned founder of the
2: barn. Um, so
0: what was he like? What was his deal? What was, what was his personality he, like? Um, well, I could walk and show you. Oh, he well, is... that doesn't help the podcast. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. He's very just, he's like, the, if you were in school as a little kid, he would be the class clown. <laughs> He'd be like, he's the one that just wants to love and attention. But then he also is just really goofy and funny and expressive <laughs> and just... Like at dinner time, if you throw the alfalfa in for his friend and you don't give him his grass, he'll start screaming <laughs> for his grass, even though there's alfalfa in the bin over with his friend. <laughs> so he's just he's a very much a huge personality and and very yes, very intelligent.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, what what are donkeys like? Because I don't I've only ever seen donkeys that have interacted with them. Would you mind telling You've me what donkeys, donkeys are like? I don't think so. Not met, met, just okay. yeah. They're very
0: smart. They're very, um, they watch, like they're very observant. And once they trust you, they like just, they're like dogs. They just want you to love them. Like they just want Mm -hmm. all the scratches, all the pets. Like they'll just follow you around. They want to be in your space. Um, They're incredibly, very like emotional.
2: Okay. Hmm. Um, what's the difference between, I mean, I know physically the difference between a donkey and a horse. What's the personality difference?
0: Um, I feel like donkeys are more quick to trust. Okay. Horses kind of have their wall up and they're more, um, they're watchy, but they're more also like skeptical. <laughs> donkeys aren't so, aren't so skeptical. Is that what you'd say, Leanne?
2: I would say depending on actually how they were brought up. Yeah. With so many She's adults. saying
0: how they're raised, like how they're brought yeah. up to horses and donkeys. Um, right. It can affect their overall demeanor. And like, we'll get donkeys in from the auction who are, you know, they want love so bad and they have no shame. Like they'll just walk Aww. up and get all up in your face. Like they don't even need to meet you. They just already are like, you're human and I like you. To where like... So nice. And horses, some of them are the same. They come from these places where they've been treated very bad or they've been neglected, but they just love human connection. Yeah. And then you'll get them where they've been through, they're traumatized and they don't trust the humans yet. They'll watch you and they kind of want to be your friend and they'll take a treat, but they're like, Meh, we'll, we'll just wait a little longer. Yeah. So I agree with mm-hmm. Leanne. I think it has a lot to do too with where they came from.
2: So one stereotype about donkeys i guess is that they're um, mean and stubborn so that doesn't sound like it's true to me from what you're saying they're, they're mean is what mean and stubborn what?
0: oh no donkeys are stubborn for sure in different you know in different ways but i don't find they're more stubborn than horses they're stronger to me than horses like if a donkey decides to say no and it plants its feet it's going to take a few people to move the donkey but the same can be said if a horse decides it doesn't want to go on a horse trailer Mm -hmm. it's going to plant its feet and back up to get away from the situation so stubborn i i know why people say that but i don't see how they're different from a horse wanting to be stubborn at the same time Mm -hmm. like if a donkey trusts you and wants to go with you it's going to a horse will do the same thing if a donkey doesn't want to do something or a horse doesn't want to do something it's going to be pretty hard to make a thousand pound animal do it.
2: Yeah, I'm glad that stereotype's not true. <laughs> it makes me <laughs> happy. Plant.
0: Um, She's saying, like, a donkey, like, when they decide to plant, like, okay, it wouldn't have saying no, I don't want to do it. It's like the picture of a donkey sitting down with its two front feet forward, yeah. like I'm not moving. And it's yeah, because they go that's from, the image that I They see. have like <laughs> incredi- incredible incredible strength. Like there's okay. no moving them when they decide to plant. <laughs> okay. But
2: yeah. That's fair. I mean, lots of animals do that. So why why are the donkeys get the <laughs> bad rap? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> um so back to um, Unfortunately the slaughter situation. So why was your first donkey why was he going to be slaughtered? What was his what was his situation there in the auction? Sorry, Tyler, you've cut out
0: yeah.
2: You cut out there, sorry. I don't know what
0: it's okay. (laughs) Um so donkey hides so there's a tea in china that's like one of the top selling teas in china you can actually buy it on amazon it's made from the dehydrated um, hides of donkeys and so all over europe and asia um, there's this huge demand for this tea so there's a huge demand for the donkeys so right now, like literally donkeys in Europe and Asia are considered endangered because they've been massacred in numbers that are so high that they can't reproduce fast enough to replenish. So That's they're insane. having to go to like third world countries that, you know, that use donkeys for transportation. Donkeys are their livelihoods and they're stealing them by gunpoint in the middle of the night just to try to get, to fulfill the demand for what's being needed as far as donkey mm-hmm. hides. And so right oh now gosh. in the United States, they're realizing that we have a huge donkey population. And so now people are going out and just rounding up donkeys by the hundreds that are just getting exported out of the United States for slaughter.
2: What? Okay. I I did not know this. That tea sounds repulsive.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, you can buy it on Amazon.
2: Okay, so they're just these donkeys there's nothing in quotes wrong with them they go to an auction house a foreign person buys them and then sends them overseas to be slaughtered for tea is that correct
0: essentially yes that's what happens people so there's kill pens in the united states that are set up that essentially act as um the middlemen to the slaughterhouses so people can take their horses and their donkeys there and they weigh them and they pay them per pound And then they turn around and load a huge semi truck up that ships them down to the slaughterhouses in Mexico and Canada. Wow. Okay. And so people now knowing that there's a huge market for donkeys where you used to be able to just go and, you know, donkeys, you could buy a donkey for $25 for $50. But now, because the demand is so much higher, they're paying a lot of money for a donkey. So where we used to be able to go in and rescue donkeys for $50, now they're $350 because the killpens um, are willing to pay more to get the donkeys to demand.
2: Hmm. Um, so I was going to ask about, um, I guess, slaughterhouses, you know, like the old neck is yard thing where the horse gets injured or something and they take it off to the neck as to be turned into glue or something. Is that still a thing or is that yeah it is a still thing? Yeah.
0: So they take, oh yeah, we see it all the time um when we're at the auctions because the auction is actually this particular auction we go to is owned by um a kilpin. And okay. so a lot of people take their injured horses, their neglected horses um there to sell them just to get money in their pocket and then they ship them off to the slaughterhouses who use them for the meat i mean a lot of people eat horse all over the world they use them their parts to go into dog food Mm -hmm. Um, in the united states the dog food companies are required to list um, cabbage are required to list the ingredients Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um, to where outside of the united states it'll just say like animal meat and Mm. a lot of times it
2: is it's horse or donkey so that's something to look out for if you're buying your pet food. Um yeah. yeah. Mm, yes. Um so what's the typical auctioning experience for you when you go to an auction?
0: Um, it's it's exhausting emotionally, it's exhausting mentally. Uh you feel like you're always like fighting against the time, like the clock, because there's just always a horse or something that's needing help, mm-hmm. and are just trying to make sure that in a in a sea of 600 horses and donkeys that you don't miss one mm-hmm. that could need help. You could actually help, like get to the vet or you know write their ID number down so you make sure you're there when they go through the auction ring. Um, it's just it's a lot of racing against time. Like your adrenaline is constantly going, and the day goes by in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just watching trailers pull in and unload and you're trying to see what's on those trailers because if anything's laying down, they're not allowed to unload them. So then the people will just drive off um, with like an injured horse or something on their trailer that they're just probably gonna go shoot in a field or something.
1: Um, So we're
0: just always trying to like make our rounds and make our laps and looking in pens and looking at what's getting off the trailers. And just, it's it's a lot of just nonstop looking, searching. Mm
2: Okay. is there like a website you use to narrow down your search or um is no it, all it, just it live? doesn't
0: work like that it's all just live you just okay. have to keep
2: moving yeah all right so how many of them how many people help you with this like on average
0: at the auction is just one okay it's just another girl
2: wow um yeah so around um how many do you save in one auction
0: usually? Um, it just varies. I mean, some auctions you can go to and you know, you help 40. Wow. Some you go and you get 90. Um, it just depends on what you're seeing and what's there, but it also for us depends on, you know, how much space do we have? Mm-hmm. And how much money is coming in? Like are people oh. donating? Like how much are they donating? So it's just you have to kind of play it by ear, but we we save anywhere from ten to ninety.
2: That is amazing, but like, I'm just in awe of you. <laughs> um, a lot of work. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of work. So then, how do you get them to your um your rescue? Do the do you have a trailer that um, fits like heaps of horses, or do you get the people to bring it to you, or what happens? Um,
0: it's a combination of both. Um, we have our own trucks and trailers, and so after, like, we don't just bring them straight here. Mm-hmm. Um, they ten- usually go to either the vet or a quarantine spot where they stay mm-hmm. for at least a month. Usually, yeah. the average is two months. Um, we will bring some out ahead of time if we feel that we'll be a better fit for that horse and its, you know, healing process initially. Um, and then we use our trucks and trailers, but then there's also private haulers that have pretty reasonable rates um, that we hire to bring them out as well. Um,
2: so you have a quarantine area. Um, how are they housed there? And how are they housed with you at the actual Rescue Rescue? Tell me about, um, tell me about the, the Rescue and how it works.
0: Yeah. It's pretty much the same. I mean,
2: okay. It's a holes, pens and shelters.
0: shelters. Yeah. They've got stalls and they have shelters. They have a water bucket. They have a food bucket. Um, that's pretty much, I mean, that's standard from any, for most, any facilities. Mm -hmm. Um, I like, I prefer our, I, I guess I'm a control freak in the sense that I like the way we do things better than the quarantine barn back in Texas they do a good job but I just you know you get to where you like doing things your way and Mm -hmm. so um hopefully we just acquired property in Texas so hopefully then you know we'll be able to just quarantine our horses our way on our own property instead of having to outsource and hire other
2: people to do it Mm. yeah that might save you some money as well I hope and in the long run yes
0: lots of money Mm -hmm. that'll help it
2: um so how many helpers do you have on the rescue um where you are now we have
0: five five people that we have hired that clean stalls because Mm -hmm. we have you know over i mean total in the organization we have over 260 horses Mm -hmm. Um and donkeys. So we have the hired help, which helps with cleaning the pens and watering and feeding. And then we have um, an amazing group of volunteers, probably about 20 people consistently, that go out to the barns, our different locations, and brush the horses and give them baths and exercise them and um just, you know, clean the pens and waters. Mm-hmm. And we work with three, like three or four different trainers from Oklahoma to Texas to California that take um, our horses in to either finish them or you know just get them like a reset where they exercise them for two weeks and then that kind of refreshes their memory mm. um, so that they can be adopted out in a more safe manner, more mm. accurate manner. Yeah, so, so it, it takes a, it's a lot.
2: It would take a very long time. Um, do most of your horses, are they mostly, animal- um, donkeys, are they mostly adoptable ones or are lots ending up staying with you forever?
0: Um, a lot of them almost, I mean, 90% I would say are adoptable um, mm-hmm. once they're ready. But then there's also like the 10%, you know, that they're the pasture horses that most people don't want, just a companion horse in their pasture. And so those ones end up staying with us a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And then we also have some of them that'll stay with us because we use them for education purposes. So, like when people come out, you know, they might be the one that catches people's eye, but that ability to capture people's eyes allows us to tell a story. And Mm -hmm. through telling the story is how we educate people. And so we have like Felix, our zebra, and then we've got a Mustang, and then yeah. Tell us Um, about Felix. So we have Felix. Yeah, you can see
2: there in his little pen. Uh... Felix. He's well camouflaged.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, his stripes are doing their job. Um, Felix, so in the United States, um, you can actually legally hunt zebras on private what? land. So the private um, hunting ranges that you can pay a, a premium price to go okay. and shoot exotic animals. And wow. so Felix... Okay. Well, it's beautiful. Oh. Hey,
2: oh so people are breeding (laughs) so people are breeding zebras just to kill them for sport is that right yes Mm -hmm. and so
0: we got felix when he was when he was three months old because essentially they had shot his mom and -hmm. so they take the babies and they put them online so people can pay for them essentially the same price as a ticket to go shoot them because they don't want to hold on to inventory. So we got him when he was three months and we wow. bottle fed him. And then we use him as our zebra to educate people about, you know, what goes on on that industry. Cause most mm. people don't know. You can go and just like come to zebra in someone's
2: ranch. No, I've got, I had no idea. Um, can you tell me a bit more about that or have you already told me a lot of it?
0: that's pretty much all there is yeah Yeah. people can just buy you can go google hunt a zebra and a lot of ranches will pop up and you just have to book your ticket and go in and they'll
2: take you out and you can go hunt a zebra
0: it's really (laughs) sad
2: that is extremely sad but people can also go and buy a baby zebra
0: zebra, well yeah they they buy the babies (laughs) well yeah if they're available (laughs) a lot of times. The babies don't make it because they should still be on their moms getting milk and yep. taken care of mm-hmm. he's okay <laughs> and then we have like elton he's one of our um wild blm rounded up mustangs Ooh. and he was being tagged and shipped to ship to slaughter which is illegal oh. but the government doesn't do anything about it so um he is our like huge Mustang that when people are out here, he has a big banner educating people on who he is and what happens in that industry. And no, most people have no idea about that either.
2: Um, no, please tell me because uh, we have Grumbies, not Musta- uh, not Mustangs. So, I don't United know if that's States. similar or not.
0: It is, yeah. Okay. Um, you guys have a different plight with yours, but yeah. like the wild horses in America, um, they're basically being rounded up so that people can graze their cows, so that okay. the ranchers their cattle. So they round up the mustangs and they put them in these big holding pens, but then now they're just sitting there. So there's just thousands and thousands of these horses that are just sitting in these big holding pens. So they do this thing where you can adopt a mustang, um, and then. Once you adopt the Mustang, if you have it for a year, then they'll send you a thousand dollars after the year is up, but you can only adopt four. So like entire families will adopt like 16 Mustangs. And at the end of the year, they cash in their checks. They get 16,000 as a family. They go on a vacation to Hawaii and then they turn around and sell the Mustangs to the kill pens who give them cash on by per pound. And then those horses just get shipped straight to slaughter. Wow which is illegal because you're not allowed to export um, branded government horses to Mexico, but the government isn't checking. So there's no one there to hold anyone accountable for it. So hundreds of um, wild branded American horses are going to slaughter every week.
2: What can people do to prevent that from happening other than buying a Mustang and selling it to a slaughter pen? (laughs)
0: Um what can people do is there um,
2: awareness that um awareness or something that we can do to help not help to get the government to stop um ignoring this from happening
0: it's just educating people and giving people the platform to speak up and Mm -hmm. with social media now people can you know tag and make posts and they can get things to go viral so that if enough people are screaming, someone's got to listen at some point. Mm. Well,
2: hopefully this episode helps a little bit with that. Um, is there any other illegal activity that you'd like to tell me about? About
0: um, well, It's just like the racehorses, you know, after the racehorses are done racing, they'll ship them off to slaughter to make them disappear. The horses that are used as surrogate moms, so expensive people can go show their horses in the, show industry are just shipped to slaughter as soon as they can't make a baby anymore there's just it's just all kinds of just bullshit Mm. not good things the horses just get the back end of the stick of everything
2: yeah it doesn't sound like much has changed in the few hundred years of no no that's
0: the problem that's like why I try to show everything on like Instagram and on our stories and like stuff people don't want to see because yeah, it's graphic, but it's also the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people haven't been given the access that we have. And so, and showing these videos, more people are becoming aware, the more people become aware, um, they become educated and the more they become educated, the more than they want to see change happen. So that's our goal is to continue to just get out there and show people what's happening so that they can raise their voices so that change can happen.
2: Mm. Awesome.
0: awesome. Sorry, my dog is running somewhere. <laughs> awesome. She might be trying to go swimming. I don't know. <laughs> we yeah, see what she's doing. Oh,
2: what are you doing? Oh, I hope you're learning a lot. <laughs> I am learning a lot. Yeah, I'm not a big horse person. My aunt had horses and I liked horses when I was a kid and that is about as much as I know about horses. So, okay. yeah, I, and I talked to a, a girl the other day about horses for an hour, so that was fine. Um, yeah, so you said that um, on your... The previous discussion we had online that there's no punishment for people bringing in clearly sick or injured or abused animals to auction houses um can you tell me but, anything about that it's like just, they don't get charged um, for animal abuse is that the issue there
0: no yeah yeah they don't do that either so people can it's essentially a way for people to wipe their hands clean of what they've done and so we see a lot of horses are at the auctions with fractured legs Mm. with injuries they're starved they're neglected um and there's no accountability so do you know where like if you just switch it around and pretend like it's dogs yeah there's nowhere if some people showed up somewhere with like skinny dogs and dogs with broken legs and like you could just sell them and people would pay you you know a dollar a pound for your dog people would be in an uproar losing their minds absolutely yeah but you can do that with horses so you can take your abused neglected horse and you can literally just sell it to a kill pen and it's because they're they're treated as livestock Mm -hmm. and so there's no one there to like there's there's just no accountability it's an easy way for people to get rid of
2: their problems Yeah, it's a shame that livestock is being treated like that as well. <laughs> um, I don't want to see you starve cows either. So, um, what would be a typical week for you? Oh, beautiful. Um, <laughs> <come> here, <baby. laughs> She's just showing me um, a beautiful horse come and foal.
0: This is our first baby born this year. Come
2: here.
0: Oh, he's going to get you. Hi, little man
2: and your dogs seem to get along really well with horses as well
0: hey yeah they they do good (laughs) hey oh beautiful he's our first baby that was born this year his mom was actually in the slaughter pen so she was okay i know he loved his mom was actually tagged and shipped for slaughter and we bought the whole pen and nobody knew that she was pregnant and when we got her to our place she started getting bigger and bigger in her belly.
2: Yeah.
0: And all of a sudden, he was born about two weeks ago. Of oh
2: course. And beautiful. so we actually
0: saved two two lives in one, and he has the most unique face markings where they zigzag on
2: his face. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that wasn't unique, but uh, that was unique. That is gorgeous. It's my little uh, photo of no that. No like. one's ever seen. <laughs>
0: yeah of course no one um everyone who comes out and even if you like google it like it's one of the most unique face markings pretty much ever on a horse like you never see a zigzag face mm. like a usually it's always a straight line
2: yeah, or it'll I've go down that.
0: and curve but it never does that
2: that's so cute mm-hmm. um so does that usually stay as they grow up or is
0: it will it change as yeah they grow
2: so
0: up? it'll stay zigzag oh nope it'll stay zigzag nice that's my little man <laughs> and this is his mom who was going to slaughter she's beautiful too <laughs> yeah she is beautiful and mm-hmm. so that happens a lot too as pregnant horses who have babies inside of them get
2: shipped to slaughter so okay. it's really sad um when you say ship to slaughter is it shipped to overseas to slaughter for meat or whatever um that doesn't happen within USA anymore or still does
0: no so in the United States they banned the um you can't slaughter horses in the United States anymore they passed it in 2007 but um you are allowed to export horses for slaughter okay so people will sell so our horses get transported from America across um, the border over into Canada and across mm-hmm. the border over into Mexico. And then that's where they
2: slaughter them. Okay. Mm. Hopefully, those rules change too. Um, would you recommend having a donkey or a zebra for a pet? <laughs> because now I'm curious. A,
0: a donkey, 100%. Yes, they're amazing zebras no never ever ever they're not meant to be pets they're wild animals they can Mm -hmm. hurt people Mm -hmm. like no absolutely not
2: okay that's good to know so there's a reason that they are wild (laughs) so if someone did see a zebra for sale online and wanted to rescue it what should they do with it then
0: they should call like a sanctuary a wild animal sanctuary Mm -hmm um to see if they could take possession of the animal because ten, they tend to have the experience and the knowledge on how to handle them properly mm-hmm. um because it's not they're not like a horse they're not like a donkey yeah and you can't treat them that way or someone's going to get very very badly injured
2: mm-hmm. yeah and they're like living in a group anyway don't they So that's a bit unfair yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But it's still really cool to see on this video. Yeah, <laughs> I can't help it. I it can't totally help love it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh-huh. He's definitely an attraction out here, but um, he also has educated a ton of people on the industry and what happens
2: to them. He's um, educating me, so I like that. Um, yeah, and you too are now your listeners on your podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's something people might not know about eggplants? Uh, that they might not know
0: outside Hmm. of that they're very smart and full of personality um they have big big hearts Mm -hmm. that's hard it's like
2: (laughs) okay so they're not a horse person so they're listening to this podcast to find out more about horses and they've come to this episode and (laughs) they'd like to learn something about um their care and things like that I don't know this is a very specific question it's okay if we can't answer it (laughs) they're just a
0: lot like they're I mean care wise they're take a ton of care they're not it's not just like a dog where you open up their can of dog food or just pour a little bit of crunchies in their bowl for dinner um they take so much more like getting to know them because they have very very incredibly sensitive stomachs so if you're not like paying attention to the horse or like to its poop or to its the color of its pee mm-hmm. like all these things tell you what's going on internally with them and if you aren't educated and you don't know to watch for certain things that can be the difference between
2: life and death for the horse or donkey that's a good um a good piece of information people might not know they have to watch the horse poop and wait so. yeah Hmm. Yeah, I know that certain weeds can hurt a horse quite badly if it's in their field. So. Right. Yep, that's very true. It can that's cause them to know. get a,
0: a really bad stomach.
2: <laughs> what are you doing right now? What
0: are you doing right now? picking up trash. Okay. <laughs> we had a big storm come through yesterday and it rained and it was super windy and so now it blew like trash in from the fields okay so I'm walking around picking up trash because mm-hmm. it's bothering me yeah
2: that's fair um do you often have lots of visitors I to, no, to, to um no um
0: we're closed to the public except by appointment only okay and that's just because obviously we have a lot going on and we're focusing all the time on just mm-hmm. different courses or different things that we need to do. And so we schedule um, our appointments around times where we have, you know, we can spare like the extra hour or the extra mm-hmm. time to give people like a tour or if they have an adoption appointment going on, we do that too.
2: Right. So, One of our horse exercisers showed up. To- Oh, nice. Um, what's, a typical week, what's a typical week for you?
0: Um, I just hope that I don't have a heart attack or a stroke, typically. Um, it's very busy, like, it's a lot of, there's always something going on, like there's always a horse that needs to be doctored or the vet is coming out to do x-rays or the farrier's coming out to trim hooves or adoption appointments or, um, we're hauling horses to their new homes. Um, water's having to get clean, something always breaks. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's always like fences to fix and shelters to build and, um, things to fundraise for fundraising. I feel like is something that just never stops. so it's always little things like I w- I know like like bigger, like I wake up and I know on Tuesdays are farrier day and dentist day and vet day and food delivery day. Mm-hmm. And um, but then outside of that, then the week is just like trying to get everything done. Like who needs to be doctored, who needs to be exercised, who's got an appointment this week for an adoption possibility. Um what like, what? what is breaking? What do we need to fix? Because <laughs> something's always breaking. Yeah. Horses are very big, so they can be very destructive.
2: Is this your full-time job, basically, or are you volunteering?
0: Um, no, this is my full-time job. Yep. Um, I started this. Yep. Um, there wouldn't be any, any time to do anything else. Yeah. Just because there's no, I mean, there's so much to do that there's no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right, like right now this is our grain shed. Okay. So you can see all of our mounds of-
2: That is a lot of mounds of food, yes. <laughs> Lots of sacks and, and just buckets. buckets. Like, what's, the bu- yeah, what's so in we- the bucket? This is just- for-
0: um these have it's a combination of like alfalfa cubes Ah. but then it's also um like grain Mm -hmm. medicine and some of them they're all layered so like small like this is medicine for a horse (laughs) but then they have those cubes but under those cubes is also like weight gainer and supplements and senior feed which is like a higher like we're trying to help them gain weight Yep, Um, but then obviously like on the shelf you can see it's a lot of medicine and probiotics (laughs) and supplements and it's Uh a lot like our feed bill is $7,500 a week which is a lot of money
2: that is a lot of money how do you fundraise all this like what's happening
0: (laughs) I just beg and plead and help they've got to eat um, yeah. And hope that the funds come in to be able to make the feed bill. Basically, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of trying to fundraise nonstop, always, yeah. always.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, that's the feeding operation. Amazon <laughs> wish list. So we have a lot of stuff that we put on our Amazon wish list, mm-hmm. and people can send us warmers for the horses, and weight gainer, and supplements, and different things that we use frequently on the at the rescue
2: i will be posting wish lists into the show notes Thank so you. that hopefully someone can help you <laughs> from my listeners um, yeah. and i've definitely got some horse fans horse neck run fans in the listener group um so i guess if you could change one thing about the issues you're dealing with in the world, what would it be? What's your top priority? For a change in, the... sorry, I'll reword that again. If you could change, okay. if you could change one thing, what would it be?
0: I would change horses from livestock to domestic animals. Okay, that's a good one. I would take the title off of them, so that would save them from a lot of heartache. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm they've been they're usually treated like domestic animals aren't they in a good home so
0: right like back in the day they were treated as livestock because yeah that's what they were they're like a farm environment a working like that type of environment but we've like Insult. how you said earlier <laughs> things haven't changed in like hundreds of years but we don't use horses as cars anymore
2: no exactly. you know like
0: they're still being classified as something that they aren't Um. Yeah, they used anymore. to So that, that hasn't like... right. So now they're more as a hobby or like, you know, people get horses as a hobby so they can go for a trail ride. They don't go buy a horse like they're shopping for a truck. Yeah. And they're being classified same category. And they're not like that we've modernized, but these roles haven't modernized with the way society has changed. And because of that now they're treating horses still like livestock, when in fact they're now more domestic pets like a dog or a cat. Yeah, just and <laughs> so when I if they change the labeling of what a horse is classified under, then they wouldn't be allowed to export them, slaughter, and then all these new rules would fall into place that people would have to abide by.
2: Yeah, like um, abuse uh, prosecutions and things like that. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um. So this is basically usually my last question. So, is there any good media with horses or donkeys that you could recommend? say tv shows or books or anything it doesn't have to be um Um, real life stuff it can be fiction
0: I would say that shows like Yellowstone and Heartland
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um are doing a good job of getting people back into like wanting to learn more and to be in that kind of an environment Mm -hmm. and I think it's super cool like in the show Yellowstone they even talk about horse rescuing and horses getting shipped off to slaughter and I think that that's important and I wish that more shows would show this side of the industry and what's actually going on so more people could get educated. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely see Yellowstone and Heartland and shows like that, that have horses as kind of like main characters, um, Mm -hmm. shows like more of what goes on.
2: Yeah, I like that. I haven't seen them, but I like the idea. So how can people contact you? Oh, sorry, first, anything else you'd like to add? Let's go with that first.
0: Oh, (laughs) no, I mean, you've covered a lot of stuff. Um, They can contact us by our website or they can go find us on Instagram or Facebook, on um, the social media platforms. They can go watch our videos on TikTok. Um, Yeah, the normal ways
2: the normal ways and you're called again the normal all
0: seated in a barn yep all seated in a barn great
2: okay well hopefully they'll go and um look that up so yeah. thank you so much for talking with me today I really really appreciate I it
0: I heard of donkeys behind me
2: oh beautiful oh I just want to pat them like <laughs> <laughs> they got this
0: new block that we got so it's starting to be fly season and there's um these blocks these mineral blocks right here that they're all eating hi buddy um they're all eating this this block right here Mm
2: -hmm. oh okay yep
0: and when they eat it um it they poop stuff out that makes it so the flies will land on it on their poop and they die and so we just started getting these blocks out in the pens and they're all going crazy over the block and these are some babies that we saved
2: oh look at their manes they are so fluffy (laughs) (laughs) they are they're so cute hi guys so cute oh Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I have to watch your I have to go and watch your channel now. So
0: you are. You will love it. We do a lot of really interesting things in our stories. A lot of people like like watching our Instagram stories because I try to post like just a lot of different things that people don't get to see regularly and a lot yeah, of educational right? things and people really appreciate it. Especially because it's their donations paying for all of this. So I feel like it's only fair that they get to see where money's yeah. going.
2: Absolutely. that's a good one okay well i um hopefully i'll see you around online and because i am following you yeah <laughs> so thanks so yeah. much again for talking with it's
1: me true. thanks you're bye. welcome thank you so much <laughs> bye bye okay wow um, recording that interview was just really interesting she was walking around her um property the entire time and just what I could see in the background and what she was doing, like obviously a woman who cannot sit still because she has just so much to do and just so many animals to care for and so many more to rescue. She is a woman on a mission and I absolutely love it. It is amazing. Um, go and check out her channels, go and check out her Amazon wish list. I will be posting the links in the, um, in the show notes. Yeah, really good stuff. Go and listen. Um, still so much more to learn and I didn't know anything about this slaughter stuff I love coming in blind and learning as I interview really really fun okay if you would like to have some bonus content including some of the footage from this interview um, come on over to the Facebook group or the website and you will find a link to my um, bonus content membership program and lots of interesting stuff on that bonus episodes bonus clips um, videos there'll be some coloring in pages that i've had custom made for all of you guys i am so impressed with them i've got two so far and they're absolutely adorable um, so yeah check it out and i'll talk to you next week